everyone, this is the Easy Allies Podcast. I'm your moderator, Kyle Bossman, and joining us this week, Michael Damiani. Video games. Daniel Bloodworth. Hello. And Brandon Jones. Hello, video games. Yes, thank you, you two. Uh, it's been very frustrating for me that we were listed under comedy on iTunes, and so <laughs> just right off the top, this is a video game podcast. Not comedy. This is not a comedy podcast. Please, we're just here to talk about video games. Kyle, it's funny because every time when I set it up in, in SoundCloud that goes to the, the iTunes yeah. or those podcast feeds, yeah. it is the category set to entertainment. Yep. There's a comedy one. I pick entertainment. Yes. It's just like ignoring that. It's yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. nope, you guys are wrong. Too funny. Sorry, you're too funny. It's like, no, we're not. This is about video games. <laughs> Damiani, what is your goal this week? So my goal is to not call out anyone individually. When we get to the, the the big topic of our discussion, oh wow, today. that's a very interesting okay. goal. I like very that, Damiani. Goal, that's yeah. a good goal. Daniel Bloodworth, your goal this week? Uh, I'm going to squeeze the platypus every time that someone mentions the switch. Wow, he's going to to <laughs> listeners. There is a, a a Thai beanie baby platypus on the table, which Bloodworth will squeeze his bottom every time. <laughs> I got her bottom. I think her name is Patty. Uh, she, her, her bottom will be squeezed anytime anyone mentions the switch. Okay. Brandon Jones, your goal this week. Uh, I'm going to do a seventh inning stretch. Oh, I like that. All right. It's baseball themed. Yeah. It's the time. And it's, it's, it's the season, baby. It's, it's health, you know, well, you know, wellness. Yeah. Kind of want to change mine now after Blood right. said his. Okay. What do you want to change? Every time he to? squeezes his, uh-huh. I want to take the Red Eagle and make the switch, the switch click noise. <laughs> What? You had a good goal. Yeah, I'll keep you my original. Goal. I'll keep well, my that original. means he's going to be singling people out now. Yeah, now that he's you know mm-hmm. that's off his shoulders. Um, was that the switch noise? It's not. <laughs> I know it's not. That was not it. <laughs> How would yeah, you? I do don't it? know if a human being can make well, that. Let's noise. hear you. Let's, I, I want to hear more attempts. Ooh. No, it's like uh. Ooh, it's like that, but with a snap at the yeah. same time. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one. No. Oh, you gotta count. <laughs> Three, two, one. Oh, so you I keep doing stuff like this, you're gonna get comedy every time. <laughs> you're right, this is my video games. <laughs> All right, my goal this week is to talk about my high score in my favorite video game. Let us begin corrections. Uh, I'll need corrections music, please. We did not actually intend to fix loot boxes in 15 minutes. That was a facetious title for the segment. (laughs) We're just playing around. There was no genuine attempt to fix loot boxes. That was kind of the point. Uh, That's good. uh, Capcom's promise was that you only had to buy the game once. I thought I made that clear. Uh, But what I did not make clear is that uh, every character will have a second V-trigger in uh, Street Fighter V Arcade Edition. That you get to choose. I think you choose it. You know, like like getting the second uh, Ultras. But you can't give them in the regular? No, no, no. You will. That's the thing. That's the thing. Anybody who owns the game now gets all of those things added on. Mm. The only way... The only... Thing you get hosed on is that you don't get those characters for free. So if you buy the game in January for $40, you get a lot more than somebody who bought it for $40 today, or whatever it costs today. The end ship in Titanfall 2 does grant an extra XP credit if you manage to get away on it. Mm, nice. Uh, cool. Hence, destroying it feels good as you are denying the other team that credit. Also, seeing enemy team wiped on your screen is rewarding. Thank you for that correction. Uh, Blinks had a sequel. Mm. You ready for the subtitle? Blinks 2. Masters of Time and Space. Ooh. I gotta play this game. <laughs> I gotta play that. Masters. It's too grand of a of, title. I know. 
Um, oh, Damiana, I'm glad you're here back to back because we get to talk about adventure title. So that came from uh, the Spirit Tracks Iwata asks in 2013. I know. I went on Twitter with this person. We had a nice oh, little okay. discussion. Right. <laughs> you know now. So uh, the correction is the corrections have been clarified on Twitter already. Don't worry. But I got to clarify on the on this podcast. Uh, I think it's interesting. When it was Adventure Title, the game was just Dungeons. In that same ad- in that same interview, yeah. Kyle. Oh. Yeah. It, they also referred to it not just as Adventure Time. At one point, they called Adventure it title. Adventure Mario. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. So I had to clarify that at one point, Zelda and Mario were indistinguishable because they started development as the same, like as a single project. No. No. And no. 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 Yes, no. it did. No. 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 Because Mario was the arcade game. Don't you do this now? No. No. Don't no. Don't you do this now? Super Mario Bros. and Zelda, like the the proje- the the genesis of that, was yeah. a single title that they were still figuring out. Zelda was then split off and made its own game and started okay, development okay, okay. before Super Mario Brothers. Okay, but we're talking about Super Mario Brothers, not Mario Brothers. Yeah, not, no, 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 okay. we're talking about the arcade game. Okay. Super, sorry. Great, Super great, great. Mario Brothers. Okay, okay. I got you. I'm but willing yeah. to buy that. Yes. Okay. Uh, NES Remix is the name of the game, not NES Classics. For which one? That Wii U game is called NES Remix. Oh, yeah, we called it NES Classics? And we did. That's wow. On That's on me. My head, I thought it was NES Remix. Uh, Daniel Bloodworth was the one who remembered that Rainy Woods was Deadly Premonition's <laughs> working title, not Ben Moore. That was Blood. <laughs> you deserve credit for that. Yeah. Uh, oh, we got another Damiani correction. Oh, good. The Glory of Heracles series is not Nintendo's IP. It was owned by Payon DP since the original developer publisher Data East's bankruptcy in 2003. Mm. And corrections music, please. Cool. Yeah. So, story of Heracles, not Nintendo's. Oh. Yeah. You know who uh, hosts our Nintendo podcast? <laughs> I think I mistook that it is a series that's only been on Nintendo. Sure. But, yeah, yeah, and was fair. only in Japan. I fair, think fair, I got. Fair. I yeah. think I got the part that it never come out in the U.S. I think we got one in the U.S. Yeah, we did. No, yeah. it, before. That's what okay. I was saying. It was a series that never come out in the U.S. Yeah. till Glory of Heracles. Got it. Okay. Which came out the same time as Sands of Destruction. Which is published by Sega. No, which no. is there it is. No, tune in next I week. Know, no, man. Damiano, you better be back here. You better be back I here next week. I need both of them back to back. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I totally know what you're okay. talking about. Okay. All right. Uh, the reason why I'm willing to be a little silly and goofy off the top of this podcast is that we have bad news to start off with this week. I'm not excited about this week's podcast for this part of it. This is the part where I'm not. I'm not pumped for this. It's bad news. Legitimate bad news. And what's nice is that we'll have Jones read a press release for us. Uh, not necessarily just a press release. Not like this came from EA. Uh, I don't no, know th- if I call this a press release. I mean, this is more of like a letter. It's yeah. a letter. It comes from yeah. uh, Patrick Soderlund, who's the executive vice president of EA. You see him during their press conferences frequently. And uh, also a race car driver. What? He's a, he's Different. A race, he drives a race car. To work? No. Like, <laughs> actually drives yes. a race car. That would be amazing. Does he really? Yeah. That's like his side That's why game. the whole the, the thing, the arrow where he had Need for Speed shift, that was like, he was up behind that. Like, making Need for Speed more. Lots like, of claims racing. being made at the top of the podcast. That's it. Blood. I, that is, that's that where it? I met Patrick Sartle. Huh? So, uh, yeah. What do you mean that's where I met him? When we were doing previews for Need for Speed shift. Where? Uh, in San Francisco. Oh, okay. And now he is the EVP of EA. He's the one who has to deliver the bad news when a studio is shut down and a game... Jones, I'll let you read it. Game transferred, I guess, is what we would say. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. I like, too, that I get this this while I'm, like, almost on the road as I was driving back today before the podcast. Yeah. And I love it, like, starts out. You're like, oh, no, this isn't going to be good. (laughs) Even if you don't know what it is, the first sentence. 
Our industry is evolving faster and more dramatically than ever before. You're right. It's like I'm sweating already. <laughs> the games we want to play and spend time with, the experiences we want to have in those games, and the way we play, all those things are continually changing. So is the way games, so is the way games are made. In this fast-moving space, we are always focused on creating experiences that our players want to play. And today, that means we're making a significant change with one of our upcoming titles. Can we time out already, actually? So that sentence, we want to make sure that we're making the games that people want to play, so we're making this decision right now. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. Our Visceral Studio has been developing an action-adventure title set in the Star Wars universe. Mm -hmm. This game never even got a title. Yeah. In its current form, it was shaping up to be a story-based linear adventure game. Throughout the development process, we have been testing the game concept with players, listening to the feedback about what and how they want to play, and closely tracking fundamental shifts in the marketplace. It has become clear that that to deliver an experience that players will want to come back and to and enjoy for a long time to come, we needed to pivot the design. We will maintain the stunning visuals, authenticity in the Star Wars universe, and focus on bringing a Star Wars story to life. Importantly, we are shifting the game to be a broader experience that allows for more variety and player agency, leaning into the capabilities of our Frostbite engine and reimagining central elements of the game to give players a Star Wars adventure of greater depth and breadth to explore. This move leads to a few other changes. The development team from across EA Worldwide Studios will take over development of this game, led by a team from EA Vancouver that has already been working on the project. Our visceral studio will be ramping down and closing. And we're in the midst of shifting as many of the team as possible to other projects and teams at EA. Lastly, while we had originally expected this game to launch late in our fiscal year 2019, we're now looking at a new time frame that that we will announce in the future. Bringing new Star Wars games to life for every passionate fan out there is what drives us as creators. It's what has inspired us to deliver the massive new Star Wars Battlefront 2 experience launching in just a few weeks. Mm. It fuels our live service in Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Making games in the extraordinary Star Wars universe is truly a dream for so many of us at EA, and we have so many more experiences to come for players on every platform. We want to take the time to get each game right, to make it unique, to make it amazing. We look forward to answering more of your questions and sharing more on our plans and timeline for this new Star Wars experience in the months to come. Do you believe we'll hear about any of this in months? I bet it'll be a year before we hear anything sure. else. Uh, I mean, about that, this. that was. Well, I mean, E3 is less than a year away, so like. Yeah. No, Jones. This is gonna be E3 nah. this year. Like a weird bonkers teaser, or that. Yeah, well, right. that's the thing. Is like EA can EA feels like an announcement is just coming on stage and talking about stuff. Yeah, you know, it's like that's right. okay for EA. Mm-hmm. Like literally, him coming out and being like, "It's turning out great." You're gonna be. You're gonna love it. That that's that qualifies <laughs> under what about he's it saying in a, here. Months to come. Yeah. Um, I think one of the most shocking things to me is what we were talking about. Like this was first discussed back in like 2013, 2014. Yep. Mm-hmm. Their planned date was 2019. Yeah. Why did we ever hear about this game? Yeah. It's kind of insane. I swore it was going to be out next year. I, sw- I swore that was the plan, but I guess we found out, yeah, it's fiscal year 2019. That's crazy. Um, to me, from the tweets and the conversation and the chat and everything uh, that I've gotten today, I feel like 
there's been a reaction to this that's like unless there's more out there than this letter that I haven't heard yet uh, it seems to be like taking the bad news and making it even worse because like a lot of people are like talking about oh it's now it's going to be multiplayer now it's going to be tra- microtransactions like every mm-hmm. like bad thing that people don't like right now yeah like is getting shoved into this game mm-hmm. in the absence of knowing what this game is yeah and the way that that letter reads to me that second paragraph it reads to me like they're pivoting from uncharted to horizon zero dawn like they're going from a game where it's like you just kind of like go with the story and you have a set character and you know you, you do some things in between but the story is like very very prefixed and defined to something where okay we want greater breadth and depth and all of this stuff and it, it sounds like okay we're you're gonna maybe be able to choose a class or like have weapons or have rpg elements or have side quests uh something more along those lines so again they're talking about something that people will be able to go back to but they still talk about being a story-based adventure experience do, do they end with story-based they start with story-based but i feel uh, like they kind of specifically qu- he specifically calls it a story-based linear adventure game leading me to believe it is not any of those things he's well, like that the- that's what we wanted it to be yeah but games are clearly going in other directions no, than that so now no, we're no, making no, another but thing. He, yeah. he still says that they they want it to be they maintain bring a star wars story to life you know like I don't know. Player what... agency as well. Like, it just sounds to me like, yeah, again, like, this is a a bigger world rather than a straightforward action game. Blood, I, I like that optimism, yeah. but I can't no, buy into that, it, dude. The, the, uh, that players will want to come back to and enjoy for a long time to come is destiny. There's no question. He, he wants this to be a competitive game. That people can play know. against other people. And against the computer. I, st- I, I yeah. strongly feel that way. I'm not saying you're wrong because none of us know, but it's like uh, that just uh, that jumped out at me when I read it. He wants us to grind. So he wants clearly. us to grind He's for like, loot in a Star Wars I game. Want, yeah, I want you to have to come back and kind of beat your head against a wall to find some... Uh, he mentions Galaxy. He doesn't mention Battlefront. He <laughs> mentions Galaxy of Heroes by name. <laughs> the, the one Star Wars game out there, which admittedly I love, but has zero story yeah. and is purely microtransaction based. And not even like... And he uses that as an example of like, this has been going real good for us. Yeah, yeah. The, like we debate... We're, we're making games in the Star Wars universe, whereas Galaxy of Heroes is all hologram nonsense. And like, I'm, I'm, I love that game. I play it every yeah. single day passionately. Get that out of your press conference. What are you <laughs> yeah. doing? You know, it's yeah. like the intention that they've given that game. Yeah, uh, yeah, is bizarre to me. Uh, uh, yeah, Damiani, you, you asked to be on this week's podcast because you got some locked and loaded opinions. I want to unleash these. Sure. What's your, what is your feel, immediate I, reaction to this? I feel disturbance in the force. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna finish the quote because everyone knows the quote. From I don't know. Obi-Wan I don't know. Obi Wan Kenobi's that. quote. Oh, that's all I know. I wouldn't know what that's comes after that. That's not Obi Wan Kenobi's quote. Oh well, that yeah yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm, I was thinking of Vader and the Death Star. You're right. No, it, it's yeah. yeah it's Obi Wan. As, as if millions of fans yes. just cried out. Yes. Oh, their wallets you know, yeah, were yeah, suddenly yeah, yeah. silenced. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, it is nice to hear the optimistic take from from Budworth. Yeah, I'm glad we started. Like, with that's that. not sure. beyond the realm of possibility. Yeah. That that it yeah. could happen, but I think what Blood outlined is the best case scenario for that game is that they still stick to a story-driven game. They they've seen like these more open-world type games but still have strong story elements. Like the whole player agency thing kind of makes me think, okay, choices, consequences, like that part still goes hand in hand with it and that to me would be the best case scenario for what just happened with this game when it event if it ever comes out. Um, a lot of those buzzwords they use in there, like like shifting, identifying shifting trends in the market, you know, uh, yeah, bringing people, players back time and time and again. 
and specifically calling not saying yeah not saying Battlefront 2 and saying Galaxy Heroes um, he mentioned Battlefront 2 did he? yeah yeah he said, uh, it's, yeah, it's in there. Oh, sorry. Be, be excited for stuff yeah. coming up. No, well, no, 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 no. So, okay, yes, he does. So he does say Battlefront two. Yeah, yeah. He's okay, like, good. this well, excitement has led us to create Battlefront two, and that is also kind of embroiled in a little bit of controversy with, yes. with loot boxes. Yeah. This, and so this ties into what I want to bring in. EA has seen a string of their more single player story driven games uh, not doing so well uh, when that's all there is to deliver to them. And what came out in the wake of this is that, uh, I'm grabbing my bet, sorry, I apologize. Uh, sure. Zach Wilson, uh, who wor- worked uh, with uh, Visceral in- back in 2011, uh, tweeted out some information about uh, Dead Space 2. Yeah, I want to get to this, Damiani, but yeah, yeah. We, oh, kind of, we kind of glossed over, Visceral's going to be gone. Right. Visceral, oh, yeah. More, yeah, more than well, anything, we need to assess yeah. that all those people I, just lost their jobs. Yeah. Well, I hope. that's not actually... Did some of her being shuffled over to other yeah. games that are yeah. not this. We don't know what the layoffs He's are. He's like, the last thing we want to yeah. do is have these people work on this game they've been working on. So, this, it's, so we're bringing in Vancouver and all these other weird people to make a totally <laughs> different game. And then the people who've been working on it for hard, we're going to shuffle over to work on you know weird mobile games we're making. Well, the weird thing is that like, a lot of them probably will still be working on this in other places. I feel like the shift from Visceral to Vancouver is more of Canada's less expensive... Let's shift it over there, since it's going to take another four freaking years to make. Yeah. We're in the midst of shifting as many people as possible to other projects. It is our goal to remove as many people from this game that we're working on it as we can. Yeah. To clean house completely. And Visceral (laughs) is a good studio. That's the craziest part. You know, Dead Space 3 obviously is a big fault to that franchise. Well, there's also Battlefield Hardline. That was Visceral Visceral, 2, you're right. And that was a success, Mm -hmm. I thought. Oh, okay. No, people did not like. Nope. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. That game has some really cool parts, actually. I played through that Taking entire campaign. Uh, no, actually, like the actual like, um, there's open world elements of the campaign where you're like in a swamp and you got like a little uh, fan boat. You're just driving. That's really cool. Anyway, Damiani, uh, hit me with your quote. Okay. So this uh, is somebody this, who used to work ca- at Visceral. Uh, because all well, yeah, because they're now X okay. Visceral right. uh, Studio no longer exists. Okay. Um. And this kind of leads into what, why Visceral probably is going away because of money issues. Um, so they said Dead Space 2. Uh, so this is back in 2011. So go back in time, six years. Uh, cost $60 million to make um, development cost-wise. And he argues that they were mer- the producers were merciless with their budget. Meaning they tried not to let it get out of control. They only sold 4 million copies. Only. And he says that wasn't enough. And he clarified later... He means it underperformed. He went on to add that because uh, you got to spend $60 million marketing it and you take a huge hit from Microsoft and retailers taking their cut. So add another $60 million in marketing for $120 million cost for that game. Sold 4 million copies and because of the cut that uh, the console manufacturers take, the cut that retailers take, they did not make back their money and make a profit off of that with 4 million sales on that game. And Dead Space 2, 
I'm, if Huber's here, he'd like swear by that game, like how good it is. Like it's a horror game, I believe. That that's one people like revere. I think like Dead Space Two. Dead yeah. Space is good. I think Dead Space One is still better as a the, horror. The aesthetic game. is better in yeah. one. Uh, two has got New Game Plus. I played two twice easily. I was nice. addicted to that game. That was, cool. game is very fun. Just the the tools that you use. It's a fun, fun, fun game. It's like Resident Evil Four. It's just a fun game to play. Yeah, RE4 so, comparison. Hearing yeah. that, it's funny that why Dead Space Three exists. Yes, because Dead Space Three is the one that added microtransactions into the actual and the co-op, the co-op. Yeah. and the weapons though like mm-hmm. the, the how you how you build your weapons became oh yeah like they 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 made a way for you to spend money on the weapons that you build in dead space 3 probably because of all of what damiani just explained it was so it was good to have someone come out and actually give these like numbers and explain the situation because yeah. there was those games from uh Squenix and idos that uh the the hitman the the tomb raider where everyone would be like, sold three, four, five million, and when, and they would be like, that didn't meet expectations. Yeah. And I was like, what do you, what? How does that work? Yeah. So yeah. getting an ins, like a little mm-hmm. bit of insight into this, we joked sometimes. I feel like even back in the game trailers days when HD game development began, and I, I think we see all these studios closing, and we're like, why don't they just cut down the budgets? Why does it cost? Why are these games costing so much? Especially for a single player game like that. Now you can see, I think I can see now, I used to make fun of it, I used to not believe it, but hearing something like this, I can see why freaking companies are going after, like, loot boxes. Like, first they tried DLC, they get all this backlash and people aren't buying it, then people will not pay more than $60 for a game. There used to be a period of time when games cost more than $60, back, like, in the 90s and stuff, like, you used to be, like, a Super Nintendo game could cost, like, 100 bucks. N64 game cost you a lot of money. The market doesn't seem to let you go above $60. And now they're trying loot boxes because, like, I don't think they know what else to do because they just aren't making their money back in this game. It is infuriating to see that... I, I, I'm, not angry at the, I'm not angry at EA or any company that... I'm not going to blame them for, like, bad budgeting and stuff because it sounds like they're trying their best. I want to know more about the cuts that retailers take and the console manufacturers take from from developers because this sounds like robbery. Like when they were saying like one one of the clarifications there was that they sometimes only make fifty percent or less of the cost. So if you sell a game at sixty bucks, the company's only getting thirty dollars or less from that. Oh, way less. Do you remember the it was yeah. a really good pack attack where he actually yeah. explains how much you make off a, of a game. And I think he said like 12 for 60. He said a very low number is what you actually make. In- and to combine this with all the crap retailers are doing now, like the rant I did about Amazon, like on friend code. Yeah. And like, you know, the, the, the shenanigans they do and like all, all, all the crap with retailers. Why are they playing ball with them here in the U.S.? Like, I don't get that. Why aren't these companies? Oh, I mean, they're trying actively to f- trying to phase them out. They're yeah, like actively phase going them the heck out. Like, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Like, get <laughs> goodbye. Like, if this is what you take for good single player games to survive, Screw all the retailers. I'm sorry. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I'll buy direct from the like develop publishers any day to like we don't have any loyalty to GameStop or Best Buy or anything like that. Like this drives me insane hearing like the, this these details and the math behind it. So I, I please like figure something out because I don't want this and what happened with Visceral to be a sign of like we gotta put multiplayer in every game. We gotta have microtransactions. We gotta go like it's just gonna keep going further and further that way to like find a way to ensure they're gonna make a pro- uh, profit off AAA budget games. I-, I don't want that. I don't want that to be the like the future. There needs to be a place for these high quality AAA story games, and it can't just be Naughty Dog making more Uncharted like games forever. There has to be other studios that can find success doing that. And this yeah, this news kind of like sucks. So. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, if I got to hop into the mind of an EA executive 
an executive vice something. I'm a vice, a VP of something at EA. And I have this beautiful Star Wars game. Even if it's a blast, I say, well, we could make a lot more money off of it if we do this thing with it. And I think that's what happened, Damiani. I don't think this... I. It's hard for me to imagine this game being bad. And maybe that's just because... I think that's what we but do with all canceled games, though, right? It what? doesn't necessarily have to be bad. But if you say, oh, that game's seven to eight hours long. Yeah. Then what happens? It was not going to be that, though. Oh, I had skill trees. I had abilities and things. Oh, it was okay. But, uh, <laughs> like, to... What's interesting is, I think it was just last year, Mirror's Edge Catalyst, right? Right. That's a game EA published. That's a single-player game uh, uh, that they decided to put out. And it was kind of as Bloodworth says, like, it wasn't the seven to eight hours, but it was the meh. That game was meh, and it died hard. And it discouraged, I think, EA to ever try that again. And so I was really impressed that they were willing to try it. I was really impressed that EA, if anyone, is putting that out. And then, yeah, that's what happened to it. Uh... I guess, Damiani, in response to your question of, like, do all games have to be like this, um, what's it called? Breakout? Um, the two guys that, that are in A jail? Way oh, A yeah, way, way out. out. A way out's the, the answer. A way out is EA's like, well, we still we still do this. We still do this. You know, that's like, that's, that is that is their, like, it, it, we don't do make a transaction and everything. You know, we don't, we don't, there's no loot boxes like, in A Way Out. Is there a place for, like, I mean, Catalyst? had problems with like its quality let's yes. assume it was an amazing game yeah and still assume it sold as much as it did was which wasn't that much right which means we're probably never getting mirror's edge like what can companies do to still make a game like that make a game like mirror's edge yeah make i would a tell game them like not mirror's to edge. if i gotta be a business person from the business person perspective i would say don't isn't that crazy it's like i i don't know enough about like budget management of game development to yeah. like go into this so that's why i would love for people to like chime in and like more industry people to speak up about this yeah to help us who report on this do a little bit better on it mm -hmm. but i mean this makes me think like what other ways to do it and i know i'm really guilty of doing this i used to harp on nintendo back in the wii days because yes. you guys aren't like why aren't they going hd yeah. oh hd development costs whoop-de-doo like you know nintendo they're nintendo like i don't know if this is true or not but it's like did, did, did they know better? Did they like, no, we know how expensive HD developments would be. This, all those studios have started to close during the Xbox 360, PS3, Wii era because yeah. they couldn't keep up with AAA budgets. Did Nintendo like realize like, no, we, we, we have we have the money to cover this, but like this doesn't make sense. We're going to lose money on these games. We start putting the budget. It's not the right time. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's like, why they're not doing like performance capture. I know that's, that's like, like a real weird yeah. tangent right <laughs> no, there, no. but like this also makes me think about that. This is how weird yeah. this is. The, 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 this development cost stuff and budgets because I'm like, wow, was I actually wrong about Nintendo all those years? Like, were they actually really smart in doing that? And everything that even things didn't sell well, they made money off of it. I was like, I, I don't even know. It's like, well, I mean, it's, it's so yeah. crazy. Well, I mean, when you look at the Wii, Nintendo sort of proved it for the first half of the Wii cycle, right? It was, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, they looked like the smartest people. Yeah. yeah. Putting out something that wasn't HD, but that was really different and really exciting. Yeah. It, it was a huge, phenomenal success. Mm -hmm. But then on the back half, when the industry was had HD figured out, and now, oh, okay, now we got to figure out how to make our games work on this little box that doesn't do anything anymore. Mm -hmm. So, it, it, yeah, and, and plus, you know, converting the controllers and everything. And then where do you think they are with the Switch now? Uh, well, where they are, the Switch. <laughs> um, yeah, they seem to not, I mean, obviously they've been in HD for a while, but they seem to have figured out how to get 
their architecture and something that people are familiar with. And like right now we're seeing this flood of indie developers move to the Switch because they can figure it out and they can put it on there in a few months, it seems. You know, I, I, I have a hard time believing that half of these games that are coming out this month uh, were, were even planned back in March when the Switch was released. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, yeah, again, we're talking about that skill. Brandon, is it just... I, 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 so uh, EA is a third-party publisher, right? I, I can make a case for Microsoft spending a lot of money and Sony and Nintendo mm-hmm. spending a lot of money on single-player games because they attract people to your platform as much as they do. You just make money off the sales. Uh, is, it not, is it a bad idea, financially speaking, for EA, for Ubisoft, for Activision to make a single-player-focused game and spend a triple-A budget on that? Not in the Star Wars universe. Yes. Okay, Jones. That In the makes Star sense Wars universe yes. is not a bad idea. You've said something right. there. Yeah, I totally agree with you. What do you mean by that? Uh, because it, what what uh, there's so many lines in this that incense me. But like one that he says is like you know we uh, yeah, we're listening to players. You know we brought in you know say maybe like 200 people total mm-hmm. that played this game and gave us feedback. And those 200 people told us that like maybe they want to change stuff. So you thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of players that have been anticipating this game that we've been talking about. Screw you. Like, yeah. Yeah. We don't oh. care what you think. You're clearly not interested in this game. Mm-hmm. The, all the hype that's been building for this. People frothing at the bit for the name, for the plot, for a character, for the timeline, for anything. Yeah, we're not feeling that. We're not. We that, that's 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 negative to us. It's this small group of people that came in and played like two hours of the game, and we're we're mostly leaning on them. They came in and really opened our eyes to like the mistake that we were making in the development. And I mean, maybe maybe we're right. Maybe like they, they, we never got the chance to like see it or experience this. You know, it's yeah. like he's like, oh, you know, there was just never any fervor. It's like we never saw it. You yeah. Know? So like, I don't know what you were expecting, what reaction you were expecting from Star Wars fans when you just deliberately like dragged that carrot forever. They gave us a gifts mm. length and of just footage. laughed at yeah. us. Showed up at E3 this year with only Battlefront, yeah. no updates on either of the things. And so just that idea that just like we listened to you and that's why we're doing this. It's just bonkers. It's like how you know. That there's no this there's nothing in here that smells like an apology at all. That's like yeah we screwed up, we made a mistake. No no it's like is, no 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 this we made a smart decision yeah. and now we're making an even smarter yeah, one. Yeah good like, news. You screwed gone. up we're the turning original a bad situation announcement yeah. of this game and you screwed this up too. Yeah and they will never own that. And mm-hmm. that's like one of the things that really bugs me about EA is EA will never admit defeat ever. Like. They will never say, you know, it's like, they're not going to tie this back to Dead Space. Like, we all are doing that. The first thing we're talking about is like, oh, crap, Dead Space. You know, it's yeah. like, okay, let's add up how those games go and, like, be really refreshing to, you know, uh, uh, we had an interesting thing we might get to later from CD Projekt Red this week. Another announcement that, like, yeah. feels like human beings talking to you, you know, and this is just, like, full-on lie, corporate nonsense. I think just, you like, said the word <laughs> experience three times. Yeah, it yeah. just, it just you know, like again, the opening paragraph that's just like, well, you know, we all play games to have fun. It's like, get to the point. What are you... You know, just kind of dressing it up before, you know, delivering the final blow. Yeah. And I, I, I doing this game that I mean, when's the last single player like Star Wars game that we got? Right. Unleashed well, you're, 2 well, is you're control. Yeah. But that, who who was your star killer? You're some random person EA invented. Yeah. Like a character Lucas. that like something that. Yeah. Might have been. Clone I mean, Lu- yeah, Lucas Lee. kind of. Again, it's just like 
like really getting into that world and living it. Like I just think, yeah, even Force Unleashed One was kind of like okay, but I'm not like I, just, I really want to get into that world, especially now with Disney making all of these movies and t- having it all tie together, you know, and like really trying to do their best work. And there's turmoil there, you know, they're changing directors and you know swapping out stuff at the last minute. Um, but it just it just feels like. The, the cinematic Star Wars journey is so intense right now, and video games are just dead. And it's just so weird that EA is just so tiptoeing around Star Wars. Like, we got to be careful here. And it's like, no, you got to wor- just release stuff. Just get us involved <laughs> in this process yeah. and not just be super secretive. And it, and it like, and I think the, like, this, this, makes me feel like when Infinity got canceled and I was frustrated at Disney because it's like, I know you're going to turn around and announce some other thing and why on earth should I be excited for that? Yeah. Like what on earth, like when we, when the, you know, at E3 next year or the E3 after that when they finally announce that, is are people going to be excited about it? You know, it's like that first weird trailer that like has no gameplay and like, you know, we don't really know what the story is or worse yet. It's like, now we're in EA Vancouver and here's the team drawing stuff. You know, like if we get another one of those, it's like, are you nuts? It's just the, yeah, they, they yeah. Jones, what you oh, touched upon oh. is it, it tells, it's like I'm the wrong kind of customer. Because I would have bought this game. I would have bought it for 60 bucks. I would have played it, and then I would have never returned to it. And EA doesn't want that. EA wants the customer who does return to it. And EA says that, Kyle, the game you want is not the best for us. And that hurts. That and hurts so, big time. And so I want to I tie two sentences directly together, which in my mind is total nonsense. Yeah. In this fast-moving space, we are already we are always focused on creating experiences that our players want to play. And today, that means we're making a significant change to one of our upcoming titles. Fast forward, lastly, while we had originally expected a game to launch in late in our fiscal year 2019, we're all looking at a new time frame, and we'll, you know, we'll get to that later. So it's like, times are changing fast, day by day, week by week. You yeah. never know what's going to happen in the gaming industry, so see in three years, <laughs> whenever this comes out. Are you nuts? Like, don't you realize what you just wrote? Like, yeah. that you're... Uh, that your cl- whatever trend you're gl- you're you know climbing onto is gonna be gone, you yeah. know, and people are gonna want to do another thing. I would not be surprised if this game gets canceled too. Yeah, right. if they just you. throw their hands up and they're like, you know, we'll make a Battlefront three and then we're mm. done with Star Wars, you know, because right. yeah. it's just too stressful. They can't, they cannot handle the pressure of Star Wars, and that blows my mind. Now, there's so many people that are just swimming in the warm jacuzzi waters of the fact that Star Wars has returned. They're just like, you know, like retailers and era Disneyland and era, just like, oh, yeah, let's milk this. And yeah. he's like, well, you know, Legos let's be careful money. about yeah, it. Yeah. Like, Am I crazy or they're going to miss all of the films? Uh, they're going to no. miss the, they're going to miss the, uh, well, wait, no, it's, Yet to, oh no, twenty will be. This, got will, this, will, this will time up with uh, uh, episode nine. Yeah, episode nine episode got delayed when JJ Abrams hopped okay. on. But, but you're pretty close. Well, to December, yeah. So, uh, and there's going to be a movie after the do nine. It's not going to be the end of of Disney making Star Wars. Oh well, yeah, for sure. for sure. Is there a chance respawns got bumped up? Is there a chance that in two years we'd be playing that respawn game? I don't now? know what game you're talking about, Kyle. So Respawn's I, working on a... Oh, you mean like we yeah, know idea that? what, what it is? What do you mean? What, yeah. what, is, what are you talking yeah. about? We, we saw some mocap yeah. actors <laughs> knock so, lightsabers against <laughs> each other. We don't know. Is that a game? Yeah. Yeah. We know that Stig Astelson's directing it, but yeah, we do not so know So again, it's it. it's also that vibe too, where it's that that, that rush, like, ooh, let's get in there and, and pretend we're working in Star Wars and then not really deliver kind of whatever, to, you know, have yeah. fuzzy language and... <laughs> So, yeah, Damiani, we'll get back to you, but here here's how I want to frame it, because it's another thing Jones touched upon, is this idea that... This idea of we could have this, we could have the success, we could sell our four million copies of this single player Amy Hennig Star Wars game that's like Uncharted, or we could have Star Wars Destiny. Think about how much money we can make from that. 
That's the thing. You said think about. Yeah. I, I still think it's, I think it's a gamble. I, I mean, yes, they have they have this evidence that some of their single player games have not sold up to expectations. But at the same time, I think that the adding all these microtransactions, depending on like how egregious they are, like how essential they are to progressing in the game, I, I think you are potentially tur- turning away people from that. The more people hear about that in advance, look at how many. What was the company that like you were calling out on some recent episode where like they wouldn't outright come and say they wouldn't clarify yes or no if they have loot boxes in it or something it was like added last second like oh people found out about it afterwards like oh wait what loot boxes in this game was it Shadow yeah of War? i can't remember uh shadow of war i think said uh, mentioned it a little bit in advance or was it battlefront 2's press release or oh well, it was because battlefront 2 you didn't know about it until the beta ah, launched. yeah there until you the go beta launched, yeah and everybody's like, like oh yeah it's like they're trying to hide yeah they're scared of these tactics they they think they'll work but like at the same time they're they know the backlash they're gonna get so it's like we gotta keep this hush hush we gotta like Keep the buzz about the positives of the game going as long until it's in their hands. Mm-hmm. So then once they get in their hands, then they'll be happy and stuff. But then you see people play these games and they're like, wait, like what happened with Shadow War and stuff? Like, oh, wait, what? This is going on in this game? Oh, no, I'm not cool with that. Like this, really, really Warner Brothers, you did this? Like I, I, I see this as like backfiring horribly a lot of times. It's almost like playing like the, the free-to-play roulette as well. Like, you can make a lot of money off a free-to-play game if it has the, the secret ingredient and you actually care about it and put effort into it. But, like, it's such a hard thing to crack. I feel like this thing is just going to be as hard. Everyone seems to be getting into the loot box craze, more microtransactions. And I think this is going to over- overwhelm honestly, the average player that they're just going to be like, I'm not... Uh, where What? There's just too much here. Like, what happened to, like, the game and stuff? Like, I don't know. Go ahead, Blood. Uh... Like I, the the backlash with microtransactions transactions right now, and such like, yeah, whatever that would look like in twenty twenty, uh, I I don't know I don't oh, yeah. like it'll be completely different. Like it'll be they so can't different. even approach building something like that into the game until like that year because otherwise like all the trends are gonna have passed them by. Yeah, uh, I, I, so that's why I'm saying like, yeah, whatever this design change has to be, I, I think it has to be more open ended. But at the same time, it it is kind of funny because, uh, like Jones is saying, is like you have Star Wars. It, like if Uncharted can be successful enough as a single player story based, very linear game, then Star Wars surely can. Yeah, you know, like I understand Dead Space and Mirror's Edge, like EA, like put themselves out there and tried to do that and it didn't work, but it's like. Those were new IPs and pretty niche genres, you know, yeah. like horror games in general, unless it's like Resident Evil, they don't sell that much. I mean, I guess yeah. it's, it's worth mentioning that EA has to pay for Star Wars. Yeah. They have to pay a license for that, you know. But Star Wars, if it's remotely good and it looks good, is going to sell. Yeah, <laughs> exactly that. Yeah, we, we just want to hold a blaster. We want to be in that world, and yeah, yeah. Well, but I mean, if, but again, if it was say, you know, like, oh, you're a smuggler, and you're all you do is shoot a blaster, like if all these people that come in and play the games, like, I can't, I can't use a lightsaber. Yeah, you know, like the disappointment that you see on their face, and like every time, oh, we gotta, what are we gonna do about that? Does it make sense for anyone in this game to have a lightsaber? Oh, I don't know, it does. But these people really want a lightsaber. Yeah. We better add it. Hey, can I, can my friend join me? Like, no. No, your friend can't join you on this. <sighs> that sucks. It's like, okay, fine. They just like check another thing. Do I get experience points? No. It's like, oh, that How sucks. hilarious would it be if we ended up getting like a lightsaber Dark Souls out of this? 
Oh. <laughs> like, mm. like the game that comes out years from now, we look back at this podcast and laugh at our pessimistic selves. I get you, blood. It could be great. I mean, because I mean, it has all the things that you're talking about. It has player agency. It has, yes. you know, co-op. It has, you yeah. know, PvP. <laughs> I, I, Go ahead. Why would, why should the onus be on, like, trusting EA? Like, it things be. I've done, yeah, like, it, it's fine to be, I think it's fine to be skeptical about this. Like, you, you should be skeptical if they do deliver what Blood said or something, like, of that quality, and it's not, like, what we all hated, or feared, sorry, cool that, good you did something good ea like that, that's that, that was a good decision Ian. probably but at the same time they've had a lot of missteps mm-hmm. and it's like hard to just give them that free pass oh yeah sure ea yeah that sounds great it sounds like visceral isn't doing god good job on the game or something like that and your new idea is going to be great like we totally trust you like can't wait to see it in two years at e3 or something like that like uh, I, I I just can't put that much blind faith into that. Yeah. Uh, especially without seeing anything. The game, as you said, Jones, the game didn't have a title. Right. It's like, what was this? <laughs> like, and as you, we I think you made a point earlier, Jones. Yeah. Like, this game was probably only announced as early as it was because it was such a big bit of news for their investors. Stuff because like, they got Amy Hennig. Right. They yeah. got even Amy before Hennig. that. Yeah, no, yeah, the yeah. 2013 original announcement right. before Hennig was even on board. Yeah. It's probably like, to, uh, hey, investors, guess what? We just made a deal with Disney. We got Star Wars. This is huge. Like yeah, we're, good things are happening for us. Like if it was anything but that, it probably would. You would never. We probably would have heard this like as a, a story years down the road. Hey, there actually was a canceled Star Wars game that you never saw, which was gonna have. Amy so I'm, just, I'm just exhausted with EA puffing yeah. up their chest, yeah. just being like, oh, yeah. "Look how big we." I'm, I'm done. Like, Not ba- anymore. Basically, yeah. what you've done is yeah. two years ago, I was really excited to see yes. what announcements you brought regarding Star Wars to E3. Mm-hmm. Last year, I was. Hopeful. I was like, it's gonna be super battlefront heavy, but I'm hopeful that we even get one that one mention. I'm dead. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care about this game. Yeah. I don't care about uh, respawns game. I'm done. Yeah, I am not. A, you are. You have zero anticipation for me for anything you do from now on for Star Wars. Congratulations. Whoa. <laughs> because I'm not. Because I'm not. Why, why am I? Why am I gonna bother emotionally investing in anything when you're doing when you, it's clearly all about money to you? That's cl- yep. that's cl- and I understand yes. that this industry runs on money, but there's still I'll give you an example yes. uh, Ryan Johnson we had an interview with Variety and they put out a tweet where they were like hey we tried to get Ryan Johnson to say who was the last Jedi good luck getting and he retweeted immediately he was like it's Luke what are you talking about like they, they Yoda calls him the last Jedi and return the Jedi what do you like sorry, no, what's Ryan Johnson who is it uh, he's the director of episode great. 8 great 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 and he's like, it's clearly Luke. Like, that's not a secret. Like, I'm, you know, congrats for trying to drum up some weirdo headline. But like, mm-hmm. I don't think you ever asked me that. Yeah. And so it's like, wow, look, a human being talking about this. You know, it's like clearly yes. <laughs> there are people like Ron Howard has been tweeting all sorts of awesome photos from the set of the Han Solo movie. And mm-hmm. I, granted, you might be nervous about him taking over, you know, for the other two directors. Um, but there, there's clearly a human element. There, there's there's a fandom. You get the sense that J.J. Abrams is so passionate about yeah. bringing this stuff to life. Mm-hmm. And the only person in the entirety of electronic arts that I get any kind of human sense from is uh, Versio, Eden Versio, the actress whose name I cannot remember it right now. Oh, you mean behind the playing from Battlefront 2. Yeah, yeah. Who they clearly are like, oh, she has a pulse. Push her out on stage. Because yeah. yeah, yeah, if yeah. any of it, certainly if Soderlund comes out on stage and talks about anything, like no passion, no fandom, nothing. And that's the whole vibe. It's just a complete, you know, poker play. Like, they're just in Vegas moving their chips around. Yeah. And as a Star Wars fan, I don't care. Like, that's not going to get me jazzed mm-hmm. about this. And that's what sucks, Jones. It sounds like Amy's off the project. It sounds like Amy Hennig from, from Uncharted, yeah. from the this, this, this series that is very good. Like, I love Uncharted games. I love Uncharted 2. And so to see her move to this, I was very, very excited about that initially. And uh, it looked like a good move by EA. It's like, we care about creators. You know, right. it's that kind of move. 
and to see her shuffled off the project that they're currently talking about her next move that's crazy her next move is probably going to be something on the scale of a way out you know what i mean they'll probably move her to something on a smaller scale if she stays with an ea at all uh, and, yeah. and I want to put first and foremost the team at Visceral. Like I don't, I don't want to like present myself as this like really upset Star Wars fan, and then I I deserve to get this game or anything. Like sucks these people lost their jobs. That's yes. like the first and foremost. Yeah. And uh, I, yeah, I hope they all land on their feet. But uh, I, just, I can't. It just it just uh, infuriates me. It infuriates me that like the, the to see people to see people on a corporate level present themselves as fans. Yeah. And just not like to not feel that at all, and mm-hmm. just see other people you know in so many different departments like. Even as wacky as the Hobbit films were, like I know Peter Jackson loves that stuff. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you still get that vibe of like someone trying real hard to like try to try to make something happen. So I want to draw a comparison to wrap up this conversation. I want to look forward. I want to look at Square Enix's Marvel games, which yeah, I've been thinking about a lot today. Oh, yeah, but we know nothing. Marvel about. games, plural? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought it was just one. Okay. Uh, well, it started off. Uh, Avengers is the only one that's been announced. Uh, but we know they're working on a Guardians one as well, and a third beyond that. Oh, I, sorry, we don't know. That was a rumor. The Guardians was the second. Yeah, one. yeah. I thought there were like a couple of franchises that were, yeah, they're they're like pitches. Yeah. To see. Which so one Avengers is all that's promised, basically. So, <laughs> so Square Enix is going to be publishing a big old Avengers Avengers game. Uh, do and we that's draw the, the Crystal Dynamics one, right? Yes. Yes. Thank you, Blake. And then, yeah. and then Idos Montreal is potentially on the second on one whatever, whatever that is the next thing is so the deus ex team no longer working on deus ex games is working on one of these marvel games okay so anyway uh do we expect that to not be single player do we expect that to be multiplayer to have loot boxes to be oh, fully monetized in all possible completely. directions just because of uh ceo statement recently oh, about games as a service games as a service is the future for square enix i was like yes not only just for those things but even final future final fantasy games I was like here we go i was like Mm-hmm. Everyone's saying this now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, can, it to be fair, it can end up done well. Like just, how? How just, could this end up? How could how could those Marvel when, games when the be game good? is designed as a game as a service from the from the, the ground up? Give me an example which, of a game that's good. But it's not a single. Like I mean, sorry, it's MMOs. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like no, don't games. be sorry. Tell me like, what, what makes sorry, MMOs bring, good. I didn't make this my rule. I was gonna say not mentioning this game, but I would have broken this goal for the week. Yeah. Uh, fourteen. Yeah, but what makes but fourteen they good? They don't what makes have. It good? It, uh, I can tell you a whole under this of reason good, but that's not the point I want to make. The point okay. I want to make is the amount of time and effort and resources that go into that game to make it that way. Yeah. I don't think they have those resources to put into multiple projects. Right. Like right. maybe they can put into one Marvel project that they pull all those teams, the development studios together, but that's all they're going to be working on for like a few years. Just that one game. They're going to try and do multiple good luck. Like that, that's a hard job to do. Mm-hmm. And I think it burns people out trying to do that after like a few years and there's no guarantee that's going to work either. Like you put all the, I said earlier, you can put all the effort into your game if it's a game as a service, but if people just don't take to it, it's done. Like the cash flow ends, you got to shut the game down, move on to something else. It's very risky. So I I, I, I do believe, yes, they're going to try it. They're going to try it with the Marvel games, but I don't know if they can succeed. And I don't know if a lot of these companies can because I don't think they realize that to get that return on their investment, not only does the game have to be good, just gotta keep supporting it for so long with so many staff, yes. so much money pouring into it. Yeah, and I think they're just getting it in over their heads and setting themselves up for failure for some of those things. Like EA did with the Star Wars game. I would say they didn't know. I would say EA when they first hired on Amy Hennig, when they first had Visceral started work on that, I think they were in over their heads. I totally do. I think they had different expectations than what the team was working on. That's what's usually disappointing. Uh, Bloodworth. 
bring us back to positivity. <laughs> uh, is there anything to look forward to with Square Enix w- w- with those projects, with those Marvel games? Oh, I mean, yeah, I, I feel like those things are pretty much a blank slate. I mean, obviously, you know, the Tomb Raider team has done a lot of great work. Yeah. Uh, with those recent reboots. Uh, so I, I think that there is, but it's also, yeah, when you talk about Avengers as a game, that that sort of makes me think that, yeah, you are going to have a lot of different characters, and it, it does feel like, you know, maybe that somehow fits more of a Destiny type of model. But it's also not the type of game that that team's ever made before, so... yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've had multiplayer before, but it wasn't praised, right? And yeah. And also, I don't think it was them. I think it was an oh, a different team, team that, that did that. Yeah. I would believe that. So, yeah, it's it's curious to think about, like, what Crystal Dynamics would do with, with the Avengers. And, like, will it be more of a Tomb Raider type of thing where you have, you swap between different characters for different chapters? Like, how much freedom do you have to be who you want to be when you want to be them? Will you even actually play as the Avengers or will you be, like, random superheroes like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, this, this conversation is so weird for me to have. It's so, like, this is bizarre. But it's also worth noting that you have Marvel Heroes, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, Mar- Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2. Like, yeah. Marvel is kicking Spider-Man. ass right now in video games. Spider-Man, Spider-Man coming yeah. out next year. Yes. Like, they are on a roll. Yeah. And Star Wars is crickets. Yeah. You know, just kind of like, and Battlefront 2 looks great. It looks awesome. It's going to be a lot of fun. But again, it's not... It's, it, it, it doesn't cover... I don't know. It's just... Well, yeah, I haven't played it yet. Thing I think it, just yeah, it thinks into, it does. Right? It's more of a surface level kind of game. Yeah. Uh, it's it, like it, you can it, come it, back to it and you can keep playing it every day, but you're going to basically be seeing what you saw yesterday. Yeah, making that Spider-Man game is putting a foothold into being like, this is our own Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. You know, and EA is like, we're not going to make our own Star Wars. <laughs> like We're just going to kind of kind of copy other genres and focus on other stuff they're doing. Take take another game and literally just put a Star Wars skin on it, yeah. call it a day. Yeah. And that's not inspiring. Like, yeah, Kyle, can you imagine if they do do this to Spider-Man? Because, like, oh, no, that game wasn't going to work as it is. Like, sorry. like I'd quit. Yeah, you'd, I'd be look, done. Like, look how mm-hmm. devastated yeah, you would yeah. be. I would go paint houses. I'd be done. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm out. I'm out. You, you're gonna do that, that game, Spider-Man? Everything they've shown in that game, I think, looks very interesting to me. I think yeah. it looks very good. Yeah. But if they were to say like, uh, we don't trust. That's not enough for us. We yeah. need the microtransactions. We need. If we want to go this route. I'd be like, oh, I have no, th- I have no faith in anything. Anymore. But uh, here's the thing: is that's an exclusive title, so Sony can put more money into that because it makes their platform more appealing. For us to be able to say Spider-Man is on PS4 exclusively, they don't have to make as much money off the title because of it's a platform thing, and that's yeah. That's I mean, and the, the other thing I come back to is it's just it's so hard because we we don't know what this game is, like the canceled visceral game. The can yeah, yeah the, the canceled visceral game. It, it could be a complete train wreck right now. It could be, and you're, you're we just don't know. Yeah, we, <laughs> it's like yeah. Again, people. Didn't care for for Dead Space and Battlefield Hardline, and a lot of that probably was from other parts of EA coming in saying, "Hey, well, you need to do this and this to be more, yeah, you know, monetized." But the same kind of stuff is going to be happening with this game either way. Yeah. So it, it it could very much be where they just weren't finding the right direction to balance everything. So you like that? Oh, it sounds like it's podcast halftime. Things are looking up. The following are the official sponsors of Easy Allies for the month of October. 
someone who definitely loves to weigh in on this topic, Hoglaw Business Law Firm. Whether you're starting a business at level one, stuck fighting the dreaded fundraising boss, or finally cashing out with a well-earned high score, you need a good business lawyer at your side. Rick Hogue started Hogue Law to bring more than a decade of experience to companies like yours and is proud to support the Allies. Check him out at www.hoaglaw.com. Jigarbov Productions. Jigarbov never had a toaster strudel before, but the way Kyle hates on them just made them sound so appealing. So, he went and got some, and they even had little packs of this weird icing. Kind of strange. He didn't read the box, and they very well might not be, but they felt healthier than Pop-Tarts on account of the slightly less than overpowering sugar taste, even with the icing. The truth is, neither Pop-Tarts nor Toaster Strudels are good. (laughs) (laughs) There's a take! (laughs) There's a take! Scorn, an atmospheric horror adventure developed by Ebb Software set in a nightmarish universe of odd forms and somber tapestry. Go to scorn-game.com for more information or check them out on their successful Kickstarter. Iron Harvest, a real-time strategy game for PC, PS4, and Xbox One, currently in development at King Art Games. Join their community and help them bring the alternate reality of 1920-plus to life. JoJo Dentco, your friendly automotive dent repair expert. If you're currently an EZA patron and are in the Denver metropolitan area, tweet at Fastmower if you would like to have your minor door dings repaired free of charge. Mango. iKeyless. Since 2002, iKeyless has specialized in replacement automotive keys and remotes. They can save you up to 75% off dealership prices. Visit their updated website at iKeyless.com and use promo code EZA at checkout for free shipping and an additional 17% off of your order. Elfanis. All of these links are available in the description. Thank you to our sponsors. Uh, I've heard many people uh, on both sides of the Toaster Turtle and Popstart debate. Oh. I've never seen anyone just say, they're both bad. What's wrong with you? They're both bad. <laughs> I thought someone told you that, like when you started the thing. Is it you? No, I oh, thought okay. someone should we have like a third option, like a healthy breakfast or something. On one of your videos. So this is an unusual <laughs> podcast. We are deep into the podcast. We've talked about one thing. Yeah. Uh, I just it's love tough. discussing that. I I, yeah. I enjoy that conversation. And it's so fresh. Yeah, it just I, happened. I want to give each of the panelists an opportunity to have one final thought on how you feel about visceral shutting down. How you feel about the Star Wars game moving on. I want to give everybody like oh, yeah. one last chance to say something. Okay, I mean. Obviously, besides feeling bad uh, about what happened to the project and stuff, because I know probably a lot of people were so excited and they had their dreams kind of like crushed a little bit, especially if they're no longer with EA. It's like you, that that's go from that high to going that low like that. That has to be one of the worst feelings. Um, the one thing I want to say to like to wrap up like what I'd like to see come out of this, I could be positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said a little earlier, uh, I'd like more industry people to come forth who have the knowledge about uh, game production, like the management end of it with the, the budgets. Is there a way to have like the quote unquote, like the dub, like, you know, between AAA and indie, like that, that, that mid-level game that kind of like vanished over to 360 PS3 era because people said they didn't sell. Is there a way to make a game budget small enough that a game like a Mirror's Edge Catalyst or Dead Space with selling 4 million would have been successful? Or was that really like that, that, that is this how it is that like you cannot make a game of that quality and cut any more from that budget. Like, it would just be, like, a worse game. I want to know. Like, it would really be super helpful if someone could, like, or multiple people come forth and say something about that. Call Damiani. What's your phone number? Uh, <laughs> 555. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, what word? Um, 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, to me, I'm more I'm, I'm more bummed about Visceral closing down than I am about the project yes. changing. I think we all um, should be. That's a team of people. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, again, we don't know how many people are actually getting laid off, how many people are just moving to other parts of the company. Um, but, yeah, th- this is a team that, you know, Dead Space has been, you know, a, a really great addition to EA's lineup. And it sucks that it didn't take off financially. Um, and to see that, you know, like, yeah, they're they're disbanded. They're going their separate ways. Like, if a dead space comes back, which probably won't, but you know, it, it, that's the thing. Like, it probably won't come back. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and could, honestly, they could do like a little indie twist on it. Sure. It'd be a small budget game if it comes back. Uh, but I still think that, yeah, what they say about what this game is changing to be doesn't necessarily equate to becoming a destiny or, or something like that i just i really think that the shift just goes into more rpg and exploration type elements that you know could be could make for a game that it does I'm gonna spend more time with yeah. yeah uh john's uh i just also want to mention too that one thing that uh frustrates me about ea is uh they just kind of seem to ignore the past like it seems like a company where whenever they show up to make an announcement they're like we're gonna tell you what to be excited about and what we're doing. And it doesn't seem to reference like them doing the campaign in Battlefront 2. I think it's the only thing that's happened in the last couple of years. And even that kind of ruffles my feathers about like, we're listening to fans, you know, like oh, and they showed all the tweets. We're, we're reacting yeah, yeah, yeah. to all that stuff. Again, just how much they blew that out mm-hmm. uh, and how obvious it was. It's like, oh, gee, what, what could have ever told you that a campaign was necessary? Maybe the first two Battlefront games uh, and that you made, you know, it's like, it was there right there. You know, it's well, not it like EA the who made those. Um, uh, EA didn't process. Oh, sorry. Um, but uh, what's the name of that team? Having the well, pandemic, right? Is what you're yeah. thinking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, EA hmm. still published those, right? I don't think so, man. They they wouldn't have the Battlefront name. Uh, Prove a ticket. But yeah, but but having ticket. having Star Wars thirteen thirteen and have it that is. get canceled, have shutting down Disney Interactive and being like, we're gonna go to other companies because they're gonna handle this way better, and then getting this is just kind of like you have to know. I just don't think, I think Soderlund and everybody else is going to see all of this negative reaction, all this stuff, and be like, whatever. You know, yeah. be like, moving on. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You can scream at me all day, and it's it's not going to change our opinion. And he's right. Cause We're never like- going to communicate to you face-to-face. I'm going to write a letter. I'm going to walk on a stage for five seconds. That's all you're going to get. Uh, all right, Dominic, I need to continue to look. My final thoughts on that is just, um, I do think the, the idea of chasing trends is foolish. Uh, I get why executives do it. I, I get it. But... The fun games win. I win. I really do believe that fun mm-hmm. video games win. Yeah. Uh, I didn't bring this up this week that like Destiny Two NPD was talking about how like physical sales are like fifty percent down on Destiny Two. Uh, you know, it's just like you can't chase things. If you're if you're chasing Destiny right now, you're already too late. Uh, if you're chasing PUBG, you're already too late almost. Uh, so it's like it's it's PUBG wins because it's fun. PUBG is so successful because it is fun. Just make a fun Star Wars game. And I realize that's so <laughs> hard to monetize. <laughs> it's just PUBG. How hilarious. Yeah. It's just, it's so hard, I think, to be oh, in a... Star Wars Battle Royale. <laughs> yeah. But that would be so good. Star Wars Battle Royale. To be Royale honest. So good. <laughs> I'll be on a planet. Yeah. Yeah. If they had different classes and stuff. Yeah, All right, Damiano, what yeah. you got for us? All right. So, Star Wars Battlefront uh, was published by LucasArts and developed by oh. Pandemic. But EA yeah. acquired them in 2007 and they were one of the the many studios uh, that got closed down by EA over the years. They were yeah. shut down into. That's one thing we kind of glossed over. That I completely forgot. Like this, EA's done this. EA has done this a lot. Yeah. Like yeah. this is a trend. This and if there's one, if there's one thing to really like go after EA for as well as just like stop doing this to studios. Like 
this is and painting it like a good idea. Yeah, like the, 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 come again, on. there's nothing in here that's like this is tragic. It's just kind of like, yeah. well, you know, it's just uh, it's it's in the interest of giving you the game you want. Oh yeah, yeah. Like how do don't you? feel bad for them. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't feel bad for them. You're gonna get a better video. They're game. gonna wind up on other games they didn't want to work on. Don't you want experience points? <laughs> okay, it is now time for love and respect because I'm losing it quickly. Love, love and, and respect. respect. Two listeners. Jones did his seventh inning stretch as we transition into love and respect. Perfect I, timing. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'll try to be brief with this stuff. I'll try to be brief. I'll try to be brief. Um, okay. That, that was, this one does two birds. I like this. Mm. And it's positive. Hello, everyone. This past week, IGN purchased Humble Bundle, which mm. is both a game publisher and a charity supporting digital distribution service. This got me thinking. What major company deals stand out to you the most? Which are your favorite? Which ones do you like? No matter how big or small, if a company buys another, a company gains independence or simply merge, it's fair game. Personally, EA buying BioWare and the eventual defunct pandemic. Wow, that's just super relevant. Uh, Bungie <laughs> separates from Microsoft and Activision buying Blizzard are what stand out to me. Thanks for taking my question. If you do, and as always, stay easy, fellow allies. I don't have your name attached to that one. That's on Ooh. me. Dang. Might be on a different page, but anyway, let's talk about let's talk about our favorite mergers first. Uh, those were all memorable ones that were just mentioned. What was a good merger? What was a good buy that you're like, yes, yeah, that's good, that's a good thing. IGN purchasing YouTube.com/slash/gametrailer. <laughs> okay. Wait. All right. No, tell me why. Um, because otherwise it'd be gone. There'd yeah. be there'd be no way to go back and archive any of that stuff. Um, no one else was interested, to, to my knowledge. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was definitely a, a smart thing. And they did what we were never able to do at Viacom, which is host a bunch of hot, fresh trailers on YouTube.com slash game trailers. So. A bunch of hot, fresh ones. <laughs> which yeah. is good. Yeah, we always oh, got our right, hands slapped like, for trying that. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's a cheap answer. Yeah. What about in the world of video games? Damiani, you got one. Can we, can we say, say, like, at the time we thought they were good, but maybe they haven't panned out as Jury's still out. I don't know. That was an interesting tease. Yeah, give I, me more. When Square and Enix merged. Oh, Square and Enix. Yeah, when they merged. Like, yeah. It was treated like it was one of the biggest things. Like, oh, this would be great. Like, Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy under one banner. And mm -hmm. for a few years there, it was kind of Enix kind of carrying Square. <laughs> but uh, I think things have oh, like, turned out. Excuse me? Dragon Quest in Japan. I actually was, do think that Enix was the yeah. more of the one yeah. that bought Square. Basically. Yeah, they, 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 yeah, they, they came in. No, and, it's called Square Enix. It's not called Enix Square. It's only because it's... Uh, Get those two E's right next to each other. It's uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll let someone in the comments explain why, because I don't want to make a correction. I thought it was something about like the, the way it was pronounced or something. That it was easier to say it that way. Kind of no, like uh, I think companies are no, companies are they, very serious about this. They like say, the big one gets their name first. Uh, that's true because of uh, everyone used to say Namco Bandai, but it's Bandai Namco. Yeah, yeah. Bandai's like, no, we're bigger. You they know, we, get, we get our name in front. Yeah, we're yeah. switching that around. Mm -hmm. So that is true. Uh, NX Square, maybe. Who knows? Okay, but anyway, yeah. So. I think I would, that's a good one actually. I think that turned out to be a good partnership. They both survived. Those games were able to continue. Uh, we're able to have Dragon Quest games and Final Fantasy games in 2017. I think that's pretty cool. Square Enix is a good answer. What do you got, Blood? Um, I'm going to go with Nintendo and Monolith Soft. I think that's like really benefited both parties a lot. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I think that a lot of those 
development teams uh, in Japan that were making RPGs that, yeah, were relying on Square Enix. Uh, you know, one, one game and then Namco, another game, and, and Sega, something else. Like, bouncing around between publishers. Like, as we said, like, in the HD era, that's kind of a risky place to be. And so now, like, with Nintendo, they've got that security. They seem to have really integrated well with Nintendo and lent a lot of their expertise to Nintendo's games. Like with Zelda. Yeah. Yes. Like, I, I think that that's a great has been a really, really great win-win situation. Yeah. Jones, you have a serious answer for me. Uh, I, I don't have a new one because I honestly am not a stockbroker type. Like, I, I don't pay attention really to acquisitions that much. Sure. Uh, I certainly don't remember them over long periods of time. Like, But... Uh, Activision Blizzard turned out much better than I thought it would. Yeah, uh, especially Blizzard Activision Blizzard, leaning right? in there I was like, "Blizzard, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, why are you? Why do you need Activision?" And like, they it just it seems like they haven't uh, um, really made any mistakes. It seems like none of the franchises on either end of those companies suffered or was like neg- negatively influenced. There's no weird, no Skylanders character showed up in Warcraft. Like, there's mm-hmm. ne- they, they they didn't like push that. You know, mm-hmm. they were like try any bizarre experimental things out of the gate. I think they just were two giant companies that Activision was just very smart and was like, this this train ain't stopping. That's uh, much better than Activision and Sierra. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Yeah, like, it's honestly, it's hard to think of good ones. It's hard to think of, oh, that worked out. That was good. Uh, it is so hard, blood. Yeah. Uh, Sierra still exists, right? Like, Activision says we're like bringing Sierra back. They're like a brand that they put on the... King's Quest game. Did they do anything else with it? Uh, Geometry Uh, Wars Wars, is under Sierra. That's weird. I I don't know what has happened since King's Quest. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's rough. That's a rough one. Um, I'm out of examples. I'm all out. I like it when when two studios will combine to survive. I like it when two publishers will combine to survive. But yeah, it's it's hard to think of like, oh, that was good. That was a good one. Uh, Nintendo and Universal Studios. We'll see. Mm-hmm. They didn't we'll see, acquire yeah. one or the other. It's a partnership. Okay, so it's a partnership. No, we're extending like just the business. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Have business. they started building that? Yes. Uh, they started in building. Japan. Uh, they broke ground, I think, in Japan. Are there pictures ground, online? Oh, there's nothing snuck in of, there. And... No, no, there's nothing of significance. They're just like, Ugh. yeah, we're doing that. Yeah, I guess some drones flying over that. Maybe get some some spy pics. Jones, we're going, dude. We're going for when they. Oh, there's no question. first one. You're not. Yeah. We're taking the plane. Start saving the money now. Yep. The EA, uh, Easy Aid group trip. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna find uh, who that came from. But in the meantime, this one we see it a lot. I see this every week. This one, uh. it's one I would normally say, nah, no, no. Every week I say no, no. Too weird, no. But you know what? This week it just got to me. Oh. Uh, Wasn't there a second half of that other question? I thought we were starting the easy half, and then there was weird. Oh no! It's a uh, uh, which ones stand out to you the most, and which are your favorite? So yeah, I think we talked about like if you want to talk about one that stands out to you the most, absolutely. Oh, okay. No, I, for, for, I don't know. For some reason, I thought it was a two-part question. We missed part of it. Oh yeah, that, I, I mean, like, it, it was two questions. One. It was yeah. that. It was, but you know, I don't want to talk. We talk, I don't want to talk about the bad ones anymore. I just want okay. to stick on the positive gotcha. side of that. Gotcha. Okay, this comes from Perka Halama. What is your favorite fruit? Love and respect. Jones. Mm. Uh, probably banana. Probably banana. So versatile. <laughs> I'm just not a big foodie, and so like I, I like a, a giant list of 40 different types of fruits didn't flash in front of my mind. Uh, if you asked me as a kid, I'd probably say strawberries, but uh, uh, bananas evolved as the more practical uh, pick. I definitely <laughs> eat more bananas than any other fruit. Great, Bloodworth. <laughs> oh boy. Ooh, see, this is already more thought than uh, yeah, I thought would yeah, be yeah, that yeah. question. This is great. Okay. Uh, Pulls out I'll Nintendo go... and Monolith, but the fruit. And- I'll go with blackberries. 
Whoa, Ooh. what a dignified kind choice. A, kind of a bitter fruit there. This not question as, is paying not off. As sweet as blueberries? <laughs> yeah. What do you have blackberries in? How often do you get to eat blackberries? I mean, I don't think I, I get them that mm. often, but I mean, it pies and um, mm. uh, <laughs> jam and like put them in ice cream. Oh, yeah. It's good stuff. Michael Damiani, your favorite fruit? Um, I will add that I, I do like blackberries. I just eat them like straight up sometimes. They mm-hmm. sell them at the market. Um, it would be either raspberries. I really like raspberries, but they're end up being one of the most expensive ones. Usually at the grocery store, he's got the prices hard to okay. get those. Uh, but uh, but oranges. Um, and I recently just discovered not navel. Uh, starts with a T, not tangerine. It's like tangelo. Tangelos. Yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's a cross. Uh, yeah, hybrid. Those are even better than navel oranges. Okay, so those are really good. But oranges in general. Yeah, so raspberries or oranges. Uh, for me, pineapple. It's just a beautiful looking fruit. Oh yeah, very Super tasty. Yeah, and very very tasty. Good too. Yeah, uh, and you can cut the top off and grow a new one. For love, can you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah. What? <laughs> How long can you do this? Can you just make a really tall totem pole of pineapple? <laughs> no, I'm serious. Well, I'm, no, I'm, I mean then you just cut, you know, get that one, cut the top off, plant it again. Plant it. Yeah. Oh, plant it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then you can do that with any fruit. Any no. fruit you can just plant it and get more of. No, you can't. That's what they got seeds in the middle for. That's how Animal Crossing works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they reproduce. That's how that's but how plants. With like a pineapple, you get a pine, like an edible pineapple within like a, a month or two. You can't like you put a, a peach pit in the ground. It's gonna take. I'm gonna get myself a peach tree. Like three four years from now. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, the question about mergers and business deals came from Brandon K. Gone. Oh yeah. Nice. Um. By the way, I. I didn't want to cover it too much because I don't think it's that controversial. I don't. I don't think there's any true reason to be concerned about the humble deal. I don't think like it's. Oh, that was the other part. Of it. Yeah, we'll see if that ever really becomes a thing. But I don't know if that's really. A, I'm not concerned. My yeah, I mean, I don't know how relevant this is to the audience, but to me, we 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 went through that. Like we were at Game Trailers, uh, which was owned by Viacom, and then also like Harmonix and Rock Band was. You know, Viacom and oh yeah, we basically never talked to each other. Yeah, you know, I think there was like one time when they came to the bonus round stage and we got to play the game early and like that that was that was it. Yeah, can you imagine like the humble people coming like, hey, about that review score? Yeah. Like I just I don't know, man. <laughs> but it's know. nuts because did you yeah. see the disclaimer? They're like, we didn't know this was happening in the future. We'll try to get freelancers. We're not even going to review the games ourselves. It's wow. Like, they're they're pretty serious That's about good. it. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I like I like that kind of commitment. Uh, real quick one here. I don't want to get involved with everybody's bets, but I just I'm really interested in this one because we have some personal investment. You and I, Jones. Uh, bet clarification. Hey, allies, on the community comment send off show, which was something Jones and I streamed mm. off last week. Uh, I called out Favachi, Favach in parentheses. I think Favachi will be called Favach from now on. <laughs> on a bet, and Kyle asked what the bet was. We both had games that were beloved, but we didn't like them. Uh, but were beloved, but we didn't like them. So Favach bet that I wouldn't finish Red Dead Redemption ever. If I did, he would play through The Last of Us, start to credits, DLC not included, after a month. Favach became sure that I wouldn't fulfill my end of the, end of the deal and gave himself another condition, an objective review after completion of The Last of Us. There was no time period agreed upon, so I would like to summon the infinite wisdom of the panel in order to close this bet off. When does Favach have to submit his review? Would you guys like a copy? Love and respect, Carlito. How long should we give Favach to write that review? Whoa, rewind. What confirmation do we have he finished Red Dead? Ooh. <laughs> I'm going to Carlito's honor. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, all right, I'm just saying, you know. I have to I have to assume Carlito sent like curious. a trophy. I'm not yeah. saying I don't believe him. I'm just curious between two, like what you know. Send your achievement or send your trophy in the future if you're yeah. ever making a bet. I mean, like Favach got cocky for sure. I mean, yes. just you know, adding yeah. adding terms on there when the bet has already been when the, yeah. when the you know when they've already been locked mm. in. Uh, Blood, how long is it, Damiani? How long does it take to write a review for a game like The Last of Us? I mean, so if you've already finished. No. So he has a month. Favach has not finished the game yet. So he's a not month after. The completion of Red Dead to finish Last of Us from start to finish, right? No, no, no. The the month was a month had passed, and so Favach. That's when Favach got cocky and said, "Okay, you know what? You're taking so long. I'll even do a review if you don't finish it." And then Carlito came and said, "I finished it." But I mean, write your review. How long do we give Favach to write that review? He has to finish the Last of Us. Yep, finish Last of Us, write a review. How long will that take? Okay, so like, okay, Um, two weeks. Two weeks. Ooh, I know. I say one week. I say one week. And uh, because Vivac put the extra terms on. Yes. So now it's, you know, the ball's in the other court to add more terms. Mm-hmm. So I say, yeah, you, you, you put that time limit on Do there. you want to put a character limit? Like how long it has to be? I guess not character limit, but page limit, word limit. How long is the review? A, An easy allies review. It's 600 uh, at least. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, like our short end is 800 and our high, very highest end is 2,000. All right. So let's say at least 800 and let's, let's do a week and a half. Favach has a week and a half from this video's posting. On this Wednesday. is our suggestion. We're not. Day. We're no, not no, officially no. doing. We are officially doing this. This it, is what it was asked of us. But you're going to forget that in two okay. weeks we're not going to get an update on this from you. They're we're going to get an update on this from Carlito. Okay. We, ten, ten days. Ten days. Ten days. Ten days. You're not going to ignore that comment. Ten days. I'm not going to ignore Carlito that. Carlito gives us an update. Yep. You're going to okay. Ten days. Ten days. Eight hundred words. Kyle giving in. Ten days. Yep. Because these boys won't be here, but I will. That's brutal. That's actually ten days. Was really mean. I thought we'd give it like a month. Good luck, Favach. All right, let's finish. Also, off. would love a would love a just a you know one sentence review from Carlito about Red Dead. I'm curious, you know, oh, yeah. for someone who didn't want to finish that, I'm, who I'm said curious. I hate Did you it? like and it? Like, you know, it, it seems like Carlito played throughout. A you spite. don't have to like the whole thing. Just just, yeah. one, just one element. What what would you dig? What was yeah. a moment from Red Dead that stuck with you? Mm-hmm. I'd be yeah. very very curious to hear that. He writes back one word instead of one sentence. Tweet that at me. Yeah. Nothing. Tweet it at Jones. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. Truly, Jones. Tweet the word nothing at Jones. <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's do a game real real quick. Let's finish up with a game. Hello, allies. I have a game for you to play. Whenever I shop for games, I notice a lot of other people tend to read the back of game cases to get a better impression. Wow. However, yeah. when I read them, the first thing I see is a big goofy tagline that may or may not sell that particular game. Oh, Below no. are 10 games oh. that came out this year. Oh, this year. year. Okay. Oh, okay. now we got a game. Okay. Can you guess the correct game from just the tagline from the back of its box? <laughs> Shouting a correct answer before the choices were two points, after is one point. Much love, much respect. Oni, Black Mage. Here we go. Buddy up for an epic adventure. Destiny 2. Let's see, Ratchet and Clank, that was... Okay, I'm going to read them off. Ready? A, Knack 2. B, Ukulele. C, Troll and I. Knack 2. Troll and I. Uh, Knack 2, because there wasn't a box released except the Kickstarter people, I thought, for Ukulele. Wrong, Ukulele. Oh, what? Yeah, Ukulele, that's in stores, dude. I thought only Kickstarter's got a physical release. I didn't think it was sold in stores. I think that's sold in stores. Well, maybe it was after. Okay. Well, he said, I see people in the stores looking at the things. Here yeah. are some taglines. He didn't yeah. necessarily say, here okay. are taglines oh, okay. on the official box gotcha. that I saw gotcha. in a store. Gotcha. That we might have been on the website okay. or posters or something. Very true. Or in the trailer. Very we true. all die. Some live forever. Uh, that game didn't come out this year. Shadow of War? We all die. Some live forever. <laughs> like what? That is a dumb tagline. Yeah, well yeah, done yeah. finding that. We all die. 
Summoned Forever. That is that Suda Fifty One game For Honor? Is that Dark Souls Three: The Fire Fades Edition, or is that Nidhogg Two? Dark Souls. Blood. For Honor. Damiani. I'll go with Nidhogg Two. It is For Honor. Ah. No, that's bad. We all die. That is. Yeah. No, I'm proud of Blood. Summoned Forever. Bad, yeah. yeah. How far will you go? Who Jones has this? That's no, it. All of these, all of these ring a bell. Yeah, that's it. How far, How far will, will you go? go? <laughs> oh dear! Is that Mass Effect Andromeda, <laughs> Prey, or Farpoint? Damiani, go first. Mass Effect. Mass Effect. Mass Effect. It's Mass Effect. <laughs> How far will you go? Uh, it's even harder now because so many of my games don't have boxes. I know. This yeah. is like yeah. all right. Yeah, let's yeah. figure out what to delete off the. This PS4. is a fun yeah. game. Yeah. Earth is ours no more. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, these are... Oh, oh Jones, you got so this? No, 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 I'll spit it out if I have it. All these right. are, I can see them <laughs> in my brain. Near Automata, XCOM 2, War of the Chosen, or Horizon Zero Dawn? Blood, why don't you go first on this one? Um, What was the second one? XCOM 2, War of the Chosen. XCOM 2. Damiani. I'm gonna go with near XCOM 2. It is Horizon Zero Dawn. Horizon what? Zero Dawn. Earth is ours no more. Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah, yeah, that's Earth part was like weird. I don't. Uh, did Horizon call it Earth? I was like, okay. Apparently. Yeah, man. Yeah, you're in Colorado. I didn't play it. So I don't oh, know. okay. Sure. Spoilers. Sure. Bro. That's just... not a spoiler. <laughs> I, Jones, I feel like because I was thinking about that. Like, is that a spoiler? Like, they reveal that I think super early. That uh, it's Earth. Sure. No, I know. Oh, it's it, definitely I Earth. Know it's Earth. There's no but question. It just, where yeah, it's that Earth weird you are. thing of like, yeah, you put something on the back of the box. It doesn't necessarily mean that like, yeah, it has to be like the context of the game. Oh, and yeah. it's not. And I think that's the point of this game is like the sell of Earth is ours no more is really appealing to some marketing person. Right. Somebody advertising like Earth is ours no more. This is really going to sell the game. Yeah. Defy death. Okay. This one does not ring a bell. Okay. <laughs> Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, Neo, or The Surge. The Surge. Blood. Neo. Damiani. I'll also say Neo. It is Neo. Ah! <laughs> uh, Hellblade might not have a box. Right? I don't think it does. I don't think it does either. Uh, jump into the driver's seat. Mario Kart 8. That's it. That's two points for Damiani. Oh, wow. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Oh. Wow. What a pull! One too. of the few racing games where you can jump. Yeah, and uh, Project Cars Two and Forza Motorsports Seven were the other two, and so I could kind of see the misdirect there. Well done, Damiani. <laughs> Every battle defines you. Oh, oh, oh. Shadow of War. Uh, Apparently not. Oh yeah, if that didn't. Oh man, I've definitely heard this one. I'm gonna have to read these off. Yeah. Uh, can I guess before? Yeah. Breath of the Wild. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Halo Wars Two, Injustice Two. Or Tekken 7. Oh, gosh. Every battle. Tekken 7. I'll go first. You. Okay. Jones, that's you next. Ugh, fine, I'll go Tekken. None of those really stick for me, but... Daniel Bloworth? Injustice 2. It is Injustice 2. Damn. Mm. <laughs> I, I was like, it's Injustice it, yeah. or Tekken. Every battle Because I didn't play Tekken. It. Well, of course I played Injustice, so that's it's, where I heard it. It's a fighting game. Every battle does uh, not define you. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, all right, Well, I guys. thought that's why we played yeah. Tekken, because it sounded dumb enough or cheesy enough to go along with that game. Become the master assassin. Is that Dishonored, Death of the Outsider, Sticks, 
Shards of Darkness, <laughs> or Hitman, complete first season. Hitman. I'll go Hitman. Damiani, you got one? Sure, Hitman. It is Hitman. Yeah. Oh, no. Well done, team. Well done. Stay. I don't know the second one. Okay. <laughs> Be more. NBA 2K. Oh. <laughs> I love that guess. I love that guess. That's not it. That was a good one. I like that blood <laughs> We have a lot of variety here, too. Okay, is it? two. <laughs> Madden 18, Sniper Ghost Warrior 3, or Lego Worlds? Lego Worlds. Madden. Damiani? What was the last one? Lego Worlds. No, Jones guessed that one. The one that's not guessed. Sniper Ghost Warrior I'll 3. I'll go with Sniper. It is Sniper Ghost <laughs> Warrior <laughs> B more. B more. <laughs> what? You gotta put that in the back of the box. That's, that's, that's genius. Be more. Yeah, you nailed it, man. You nailed it. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Can that's you it. imagine the guy who thinks that's a good idea? Yes. Well, that's what like yeah. the, 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 there's a there's an advertising right now with Battlefront that that like I see what they're doing, but yeah. it just looks uh, it's like bad grammar. Mm-hmm. It'll say like Han Solo, and it's like be brave. And all I oh, read is Han yeah. Solo be brave. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Didn't they get one of those wrong or yeah, something? They put, they put yeah. a oh, they, 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 of they, Luke with one of Han Solo or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Uh, yeah. But we're very passionate about it. This means a lot to us. Okay, <laughs> the final one. Here we go. Answer the call. NBA 2K team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just as right as any other. That's what we're learning here. <laughs> Sorry. Are you willing to take a stab, John? No, I can't. Okay. So, uh, All right. So wait, what was it again? I just wanted to say NBA. Answer the call. Oh, Breath of Wild. Yeah. I actually didn't hear what you said. Oh, really? I, yeah. I was just trying to oh time God. it. You just wanted the joke. You yeah, just wanted, I wanted the, joke the joke answer. Yeah. All right. It's definitely on the back of the box. So Damiani wins with a score of eight. Bloodworth had five. Jones, you had two. I'll take it. My high score in Burger Time is 150,000. Uh, that's it. <laughs> that's it for uh, love and respect. We should we need to end this podcast. It is time for bets. Mm. Next week's bet is about Fire Emblem Warriors, which releases Friday, October twentieth. That's this Friday. Oh, this month. Mario Odyssey is next week. Mario Odyssey is next week. I need to play that game next. I week. got four games on Switch. I need to play. <laughs> Switch it up. Switch, Switch. Thank you. Put one in the back of the box. Switch it up. What will the size of that game be? Jones. Eight gigs. Okay. Daniel Blowworth. 3.8 gigs. Mm, good. Michael Damiani. I so got the low. I got the mid. 5.6 gigabytes. 5.9 wow. gigabytes. Ooh. Dang it. This is a range. Ah. Lock that in. Who knows? Oh, that's an intense one. Uh, <laughs> last week's bet is about the Evil Within 2, which released Friday the 13th. What will the trophy percentage be for Caffeine Addict to use every coffee maker in the game at least oh, once? Oh. Jones, you bet 40%. Damiani, you were here last week. You bet 2.9. Brad bet 5%. I bet 16%. Don bet 12%. We're going to check on this live. Woo! Going to uh, the app. I'm going to Huber. I'm going to see what... <laughs> Go to Huber. Ooh. Ooh, the tension. Did he get that trophy? Do you have a guess? Do you have a guess, Blood? Oh, do I have a guess? Use every coffee maker in the game. Percentage. 28%. Okay. Here we go. And yeah, I do actually wonder if Huber got it as well. All right. So I'm going to Huber's trophies. Excellent radio right here. Uh, To anyone who was curious, Blood did squeeze the rump of the platypus on the second mention of Switch. 
Okay, here we go. Scrolling down. Caffeine addict. Where are you? There you are. Answer the call, man. I can't believe it. Answer I'm the pissed call. I missed injustice. Call that the wild. That. Every I do remember. I think they use that in their ads as well. They're, they're I, can, I can see you know like Supergirl and Batman right next to that text. Yeah. Okay, so uh, caffeine addict is a oh. very rare trophy. Very rare. Ten point two percent. That gives the win to Don Casanova. Nice. nice. Yeah, that's a Don win. That brings the score to Purple Butterfly nineteen. <laughs> Red Eagles. Caca. Caca. You didn't say that's our score. Oh. He just said Red Eagles. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> Good, you have no score now. Red Eagles 23. Kaka. <laughs> Red Eagles kaka. <laughs> yeah, like, That's our right. score, kaka. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. You might be have a lot of points, but you're not a kaka. <laughs> uh, uh, let's talk about our goals. Damiani, your goal was to not, to not pick out anyone personally. Yeah. I, I think you managed to do that. I think so. I think we all got grumpy. Yeah. Maybe Bloodworth didn't get too grumpy, but I don't think we made it personal this week, which was cool. Blood, your goal was to squeeze the rump anytime everyone anyone mentioned the switch. You you passed. You did it. I think you only had to do it twice. Yeah. Yeah. It's surprisingly low this week. Yeah. Yeah, no, let's no, no, talk about the switch. Brandon Jones. Fix is at Redbox now. I'm sorry, I forgot what your goal was. To stretch. Oh, your seventh inning stretch, and you absolutely did. Uh, I got to mention my high score for my favorite video game. This is a gaming podcast. Not comedy iTunes. Take it off. Switch is over. You could put us in entertainment. Honestly, if you want to put us in entertainment, do it. <laughs> oh, switch is over? Yeah. Yeah, bloody. You missed oh. that one. Okay. Yep. Well, the goals Thank are you. over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goals are, yeah. He got his goals. All, all eyes are off blood at this point. Um, uh, love and respect comes to us from patrons in the $5 and up tier. Uh... Uh, we got some really good ones this week. There, I, we did like a third of what I wanted to do. Uh, what you know, we're running late tonight, but yeah, we got some really good ones. So yeah, it, and uh, those people in that five dollar and up tier also get the podcast two days early. They get it on Wednesdays as opposed to Fridays. So if you're willing to check that out and see how you can be one of those people, go to Patreon.com/slash Easy Allies. Uh, and maybe easyallies.com to see what Easy Allies is all about. The other shows that we do, the, the reviews that we do, the previews that we do, uh, other podcasts, so much. And you can see our schedule there as well in your time zone. I would like to compliment uh, the questions that we've gotten uh, over the last couple months mm. uh, from Patreon, specifically at this tier. Uh, a lot of people, like, for example, to having the Humble Bundle uh, comment, not only were we able to bring that up, that was a news topic that we were yeah. able to bring up at the podcast, but uh, we had a topic within that topic to discuss. Yeah. And so it's really nice to have this balance, you know, for us to address as many news topics as we can, the most pertinent things we want to talk about, and, you know, address things that our community wants to talk about. When we can do both of those at the same time, uh, that's great. I got and one. So- and I just thought of one for Brandon K. Gunn. Uh, whenever, uh, whenever anyone says we're working with Platinum, I'm excited. Even Activision. When Activision <laughs> says we're working with Platinum on Transformers game, I'm so excited. Yep. There's a good one. We got, I got one. Nice. Okay. Uh, but you're right. Good questions. And there, yeah. uh, honestly, there were more and more that we could not get to. Because yeah, I, I like some... talking about our favorite fruit, but at the same time, it's when, when they're yeah. topical and not only topical, like, hey, this happened, talk about it. But yeah. like, I want to hear your angle specifically about this part of it. Yeah. Uh, it's very great. And many, many people wanted us to talk about uh, this visceral thing, this Star Wars thing right. this week, too. So, yeah, we got there. We, and boy, did we ever. So, uh, Blood and Damiani, you're going to have to split the rights and responsibilities. One of you will have to share your Twitter handle with the world. One of you will get the final say on anything you've disagreed with or want to reiterate that has been spoken about in this podcast, or actually just that you just want to say. That's really changed. You you can do anything with your final word these days. Uh, you get to promote one video that Easy Allies has produced, and you get to sign off with your trademark sign-off. Uh, Blood, what do you want? What do you want first? Um, 
I can do the video. Okay, Damiani, what do you want? Final word. Okay. All right, Damiani's taking final word. Who's doing Twitter handle? Who's doing sign off? Who's tweeted more recently? Um. I mean, I've been tweeting about my playthroughs a lot. Better. I think Blood gets Twitter handle because he's more active on Twitter. <laughs> uh, all right, and then so Damiano, you get sign off. Okay, Blood, what is that active Twitter handle? Uh, yeah, my my Twitter is at dbloodworth too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you can get random updates on uh, what I'm working on, and uh, and then also yeah, when I'm streaming Dark Souls again, which yeah. is about three times a week right now. Hey, hey, don't plug a video. <laughs> that was dangerously yeah. close. No, he is plugging a video. Oh, okay, and plug a video, please. Um, and yeah, well, plug plug a video. Uh, I'll I'll go with. Uh, it's probably not up yet for patrons, but hopefully by by the weekend. Uh, my Forza Motorsport Seven review. Uh, I know it's uh, on the late side of things, and I should already be playing GT. But uh, but yeah, uh, it's uh, it's definitely an interesting turn. As I said on on my Twitter handle, uh, I get a bit ranty this time around. Yeah, do you a little turn 10 joke in there? That wasn't an intention, but... Oh, okay. That's how good he is. That's how good he is. <laughs> Not even intentional. Uh, but that's a good tease for a review, though. That is, there's an interest... Like, I'm, I'm nervous about this review. I can't wait to read it. Yep. Michael Damiani, uh, what would you like to have for the final word? The last thing, any opinion any of us have on this podcast? Just want to say, I don't really like microtransactions. I don't really... <laughs> don't really like loot boxes i really would like to go back to the days where all this stuff was unlocked in game but it's never going to go back to that way so at least if you're going to do this stuff can you can you make it cool stuff can you make it stuff we actually want at least then the future won't suck as bad just keep that in mind next time you're thinking of your next dlc or microtransaction thank you very much And, and now you get to sign off with your trademark sign-offs. Well, I don't really have a trademark one, but I think this will be a good theme for today. Mm. So as a uh, as a tribute to Star Wars, because, you know, we, we want some positivity in Star Wars. Like, Star Wars should be good. We should have good Star Wars games. So to, to all of you out there who are Star Wars fans, may the Force be with you. I am yeah. enjoying these microtransactions.